Mrs. Kim talked about it briefly, but when we were praying for the service, uh, they said that not just ordaining, uh, not only uh, this spot for for today's sermon was open to to all the the, the pastors, not only the ordained ones. So that's why I thought <laughs> that's why um, I volunteered for it. And And even though I volunteered, I wasn't confident, and I was actually very burdened by this spot, because not only are you guys here, but the foreigners are here, and and we are right before we are we are we are a day away from the the young adults conference. But now all that is behind me since I'm up here, and I'm sure that uh, I'm up here because it is the will of the Lord. And I've actually. Uh, typed out and, and erased the message 10 times before actually sending uh, this message to Mrs. Kim saying, I volunteer for, this, for the sermon. And during the conference, I had this experience of my, my, my tongue prayer, my interpretation of my tongue prayer becoming more fluent and more powerful. Of course, I could, I could always do it before, but now it seems more powerful. And as I'm praying in the church, God kept, kept giving me an inspiration, saying, uh, wanting me to, to preach this Sunday. And that's why I couldn't uh, ignore, those, ignore those inspirations anymore. And that's why I just pressed enter, sent the message, and threw away my phone so I would not erase the message. And then suddenly I saw visions being displayed before me and I saw the Holy Spirit dancing up and down being so pleased with my, my obedience. But simultaneously, this great burden started to come towards me as well. And I was so worried, how can I please everybody in this service? Because I'm, I'm very, uh, that is always my habit to, to uh, focus on the opinions of others. So I sent that message on Wednesday and I have been struggling with this burden until this morning. And every day I sat in the church just praying and, and fighting against the spirits, preparing for the sermon. And uh, the reason why I'm standing here is because I was victorious. So I just, I, I'm just believing in God that He's going to speak through me since He placed me in this spot. But that's not it yet. The story's not over. During 6 o'clock-ish, Mrs. Kim came into my intercession. And she asked the intercession, saying, did you pray for the, the speaker this, this week? And they said no, so we, they all prayed for me. And even after receiving the prayers, I still struggled. I had a hard time this week because of the spirit of Jezebel. And whenever she would come to me and whisper in my ears, I would say, oh, I've, I've already done all this before. I've testified. I've led worship. I have, I have preached even before. So there's nothing you can do to, to scare me. But of course, I was still uh, trembling a little bit. But I'm just sharing about the, the, the issues and the difficulties that I went through this week for, for this service. I'm, I'm, I'm venting a little bit. But there was a huge advance myself. I grew up in one of the biggest churches of Korea. And I had, a pri- I had pride in that before. 
And I also ministered as a, as a pastor during, in the second or third biggest church career. And I wore this exact outfit in that church. But there was a critical, severe binding of mine. And as I have heard the message of having to walk and have fellowship with the Holy Spirit even in that church. But I, the only time that I would pray or even rely on the Holy Spirit was when, when I needed to engage in, in ministry. And I would say to the Holy Spirit, I, I, know, I, know, I know I'm not familiar with you, but would you help me this once with this task? And I, would, I promise I would become more familiar with you. And Pastor Kim always says, a pastor should not read the Bible just to preach. And that means you're, you're using the Holy Spirit as your own tools. And you cannot uh, treat the Holy Spirit that way. And I thought I wasn't doing that. I thought I was doing well with the Holy Spirit. And after coming out of the church and, and listening to the sermons of Pastor Kim in this church, I, I just realized, realized, Two weeks ago, I shared about my, my personality. Is that I'm, I'm fine with doing and not doing it. If you tell me to do something, I will do that very well. And so when the Holy Spirit comes and says, I want you to do this, then I would, I would, I would, <laughs> I would think about manners, etiquette, and, and the respect for I have for my superiors and using humanism and humility to push everything to back. Because if it was the normal me, then I would have uh, stayed quiet and never volunteered for such a spot. But I'm, I'm, I'm telling you how much I have changed. Before the conference in La Vidor, the, the February Lunar New Year conference, I, I would have never been, volunteered for such, a, for, for such a spot. Do you think I enjoy preaching? <laughs> oh, he talks really fast. <laughs> so, before past, when before Pastor Kim met met the Lord, he said he was very quiet. He was very um. Uh, he, he's. He was quite shy, but he said after he met the Lord, he was changed completely. And that's the same for me. I was always a little oppressed, a little, a little uh, timid, shy, and not really outgoing. And that's the atmosphere and the environment that I, that I grew up in. So naturally, that was my personality. But when I was praying regarding uh, this, this service, and when, and when I was willing to obey the inspirations of the Holy Spirit, I felt how pleased He was with me, and I, I felt how liberated my spirit became afterwards. And I received a lot of grace in all the sermons of Isaiah during this conference. I didn't, I didn't know what to, where to preach from. And ultimately, I decided not to limit the work of the Holy Spirit and let Him speak freely through me without any confinements uh, during the sermon. So now let's, uh, that was the, the, the pretext of how I came to stand here before you. On top of that, Mrs. Kim came into the intercession and spoke to me saying, lay everything that you have prepared down and just 
simply share what is what grace you have received during the conference as a being of God. And so I didn't prepare anything. I only brought a Bible, the Bible with me. There are no sermon notes. There are no、uh, other papers that I have prepared. I just believe that the Holy Spirit is going to speak through me in this time. At the very least, I would write down the things I have to speak of, the important things, the outlines on a, on a, on a post-it note usually. But I didn't even do that today. It's already five o'clock, and I'm I'm not gonna limit the work of the Holy Spirit. So I could preach for two hours, or I could even preach for thirty minutes. I don't know. And I'm leaving everything for Him to decide. And I don't know what He's gonna talk about yet. So now let's read. Let's read the message of Isaiah chapter eleven, verse one to five, all together, since it is short. A shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse; from his roots, a branch will bear fruit. The spirit of the Lord will rest on him: the spirit of wisdom and of understanding, the spirit of counsel and of might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. And he will delight in the fear of the Lord. He will not judge by what he sees with his eyes, or decide by what he hears with his ears. But with righteousness he will judge the needy; with justice he will give decisions for the poor of the earth. He will strike the earth with the rod of his mouth, and with the breath of his lips. Lips, he will slay the wicked. Righteousness will be his belt, and faithfulness the sash around his waist. Amen. So she will come up from the stump of Jesse. Of course, this prophecy is prophesying the coming of the Messiah, Jesus. But the important thing is in verse two. On top of the Messiah, on top of Jesus, the Spirit of God will come upon him. So, so the Holy Spirit and the Messiah cannot be separated. This is a powerful truth of God. This is a truth that binds the Old Testament with the New Testament. And with, for me personally, this message becomes more and more powerful each and every day. Because I, as I have to write my paper, I have to look into Judaism that, that goes in between and goes throughout the Old and the New Testament. And this is the truth that is very prominent within the the the, the true system of the of the Jews as well that the Messiah and the Spirit of God will not be separated because it is so important. And since it is such an important Message. It contains a lot of truth, and that is the reason why the Jesus and the Spirit of God could not be separated. Is because he constantly prayed to the Lord and rely on the Holy Spirit to do his ministries, and so he was constantly filled with the fullness of God. And I don't have to preach much and explain much because、um, uh, Mrs. Chong already preached basically everything from Isaiah during her testimony. But this is the important dynamic of the Spirit of God and the, and the Messiah. And when you, when you read about this in in various different contexts in the Jewish Bible and in, in the other、um, texts and documents,、uh, you just realize, oh, since it is written all everywhere, it must be very important. But 
Recently, I was able to uh, meditate upon this message in detail and eat it, eat it word by word. So you, you, you realize that this, you realize the spiritual struggle that Jesus had to go through to constantly maintain the fullness of the Holy Spirit whilst walking on this earth, and his victory against his enemies. He had to keep himself from sinning so that he can he can he can die for us and then be resurrected in in his ultimate victory. And he became our spiritual model so that we can know oh if we live through the Holy Spirit we can live like Jesus as well. When you when you go to seminary school. When, when you go to seminary school, most of the seminary schools teach that Jesus was fully God. He was a divine being rather than focusing on his, uh, on, on his side of the man. And when you treat Jesus as only a, uh, a divine being, then he is so far away from us. He, is, he, is, he cannot become our spiritual model because we can never reach his level since he was never man. And another important thing is can the fullness of the Holy Spirit, the Word of God, and the blood of Jesus be separated? No, they cannot be separated. They, are all, they all come together. They are integrated. They cannot be pulled apart. But I have been living in my spirituality whilst dividing these things, dividing these elements. And I came to the acknowledgement that I have been using the Holy Spirit rather than relying on the Holy Spirit. Whenever I had difficulty completing something, I would rely on the Holy Spirit to do something. And then afterwards, when, 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 when things are fine, I would let go of Him. I would not continue to walk on that path of becoming holier and being more and more um, uh, glorified. Every time that I, I that I went for the uh, that I asked for the help of the Holy Spirit it was as if I'm just asking for the help of a doctor when I'm sick. I only ask for their help when I'm in need. It is not a constant relationship. And many in the church that I grew up in also kind of taught us in that way that, that you ask for the Lord when you need help, and they don't talk about that constant relationship that you have with God. So I had no idea that I was doing wrong. I had no idea that was I was not growing spiritually because of this, this, this absence of fellowship. And I thought I was doing well because I could preach, I I could uh, pray in tongue even before coming to this church. When I was in Europe, I was, I was listening to the, the, the sermons of Pastor Kim that talked about selection and predestination. 
and, and just broke down all the all the teachings, all the principles that are within me. And I listened to all seven services of that conference. And I decided that my calling was to go to that church, and that's why I uh, came here. And at first, I was only listening to the sermons of Pastor Kim, and because, but I got curious, and so I started to look at the video of the conference. And behind Pastor Kim, I saw the angels of the Lord gathering in the service and, 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 and uh, encouraging Pastor Kim, and, and uh, they were participating in the worship of this, of this church. And I also saw the, 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 I saw the Heavenly Assembly participating in the worship of Yerbang Church. And that's why I laid down everything and, and I decided to come to this church. But at first, I wasn't really welcomed that much. And I went to Good Morning Plaza, our old church building. And as soon as I came into the main uh, sanctuary, I realized the reason why that, that service was bright was not because of the lights. Because the lights over there are not really that bright. They're, they're, quite, they're quite dark, actually. But, but I saw the light of the truth being proclaimed through the lips of Pastor Kim. And that's why that video that I saw of the, of the service was so luminescent. And I, cannot, I can, still cannot forget that, that inspiration <laughs> that I felt back then. And still, even right now, it is bright. Is it a little dimmer since I'm up here? I'm not sure, but it's still, the light of the gospel is shining very brightly upon this church. So, just, so that's why I came to this church, because I, this, this church talked about the fullness of the, 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 the word of the Lord, of the Spirit, and, and, the, and Jesus. And And before I come into this church, um, most churches are focused on having a, a powerful message and also a good leadership, discipleship program. That's like 20 years ago already. And since that's what people look for, they would mix the teachings of, each, of, 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 of various churches. They would go, for this church, go to this church and listen to the sermons of this church because they like it. And then they would follow the discipleship or leadership program of that church. And you could, you, could, you could mix these different churches according to your own taste. And that is very prominent in, in seminary school, actually. A lot of the students, they share what they're, how they're mixing these programs according to their tastes. And in the end, it is the spirit of religion. And that's the kind of background that I come from. But thankfully, uh, a lot has been resolved already in me. Not all of it, but a lot. So in this way, we, we, we use tools. We use ministries. We use the things of, 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 of the church for our own needs. And it's not just me, but all of my seniors and my juniors also do this. So it is, it is very normal and common to do this. And it's not like we're taking bad things. We're taking their good things, biblical, biblical things even, from, from these various organizations. But... We, don't know the, we didn't know what the core of it was. We don't know what it means to be a remnant of God. We, didn't know, we don't know about the predestination and the selection of God. 
So chapter 11, verse 1 to 5 talks about the first coming of Jesus. And starting from verse 6 to 9, it talks about the, the millennial kingdom. And then verse 10 to the end of the chapter. Talks about the, the second coming of Jesus before um, the, 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 the millennial kingdom. So if we go, so if this this chapter is written chronologically, then it should go from verse one to five, and then ten to sixteen, and then six to nine. But during the previous exposition on Isaiah that Pastor Kim did several years ago. I I looked into that 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 sermon before coming up to uh, preach this this month. Even though it was the inspiration of the Holy Spirit to speak through me, I I wanted to read about um, what what Pastor Kim said before about it, because the first coming and the second coming are both are sides both sides of the coin, so they have to be talked together. And this is quite a new concept for 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 me. And I received it by Amen and received it with inspiration during the conference. I'm sorry about I, I sorry about keep that I keep talking about seminary school, but maybe some of you are will, wanting to go there. But when you go to seminary school, you learn about these various topics, and about eschatology. Eschatology is also broken down into different sections that you have to learn. And because of my theological background, even when I'm listening to the to the sermons about eschatology, I would try to put place those events into into those sections that within my mind. And rather than receiving eschatology and the end time sermon at, through the, the inspiration of my salvation, I would just be receiving it as information. And I wasn't aware that that was within me, but I found it out during the conference. And right now in this season, Pastor Kim is trying to receive in detail the, the, the future events that are going to happen and the prophecies of uh, uh, the end times. And I felt like I was a bystander. This, is, this message, this revelation and mysteries can only be revealed to Pastor Kim. So, so I, don't have to, I don't have to look into it or familiarize myself with it. But I thought that was the right thing. I thought that I was being humble. But that's not the right attitude. We need to have desire for that, for that message. As Pastor Kim is trying to break open that gourd, we, we need to help him by, by even throwing little pebbles on the, on the ground in order to help him mix, uh, crack open this gourd. Well, when you go to um, what is it, athletic contests in, in Korea, there's a, they prepare a big gourd. Well, it's, it used to be gourd, but now it's like baskets woven together. And within it, it has that banner that, 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 that maybe shows the name of the contest or the name of the, of the school. 
And all the people will start throwing beanbags at that basket. And after some time, because it's been impacted so much, it's going to break open to reveal the, the message written in, in it. But that cannot be done by one person. Everybody has to start throwing things at that thing to break it down. That's why during my time, uh, they would tell the, the parents of the students to prepare like five beanbags or something to throw at the gourd during, uh, during, the, during the contest. And we have all met the Lord already. We have met His first coming, so now we have to, we have to be inspired to, to meet Him, have a desire to meet Him through, uh, during that second coming. Pastor Kim dreams of his life in the Millennial Kingdom. He dreams of wrestling against bears, or running, racing against cheetahs, because that kingdom is real to him. Likewise, we must also have this desire, passion for the Lord and for His coming kingdom. And all of these things were overlapping within me during the conference. And Isaiah 11, I finally realized that Isaiah 11 is so uh, important and significant. Look at verse 12. He will raise a banner for the nations and gather the exiles of Israel. He will assemble the scattered people of Judah from the four corners of the earth. It's the time of the remnant, the remnant of uh, the Jews and the remnant of the Gentiles. So we are living that time, that season right now, right, uh, right now. Verse 12, that is it. Verse 11, in that day, the Lord will reach out His hand a second time to reclaim the surviving remnant of His people from Assyria, from the lower Egypt, from the upper Egypt, from Cush, from Elam, from Babylonia, from Hamath, and from the islands of Mediterranean. So even though, so even though all these nations have faded into history, only Israel remains. So after 1948, when Israel was uh, reinstated as a, as a nation, they have been present on this earth. And on the prophecy of verse 13 has not been fulfilled yet. So we can see where we, where we sit in this chain of uh, prophecies and upcoming events. And the season that the God has allowed us, God has allowed upon us, is the season of unity. Many events happened, right? <laughs> Let's go back to verse two. So this is where we start. The Spirit of the Lord. Through the Spirit of the Lord, the, the eschatological season, the time has been opened. But before that, we have to see how Jesus lived with the, with the Spirit of God. So the Spirit of the Lord will rest on Him, the Spirit of wisdom, of understanding. Wisdom and understanding. Wisdom and understanding. This is the wisdom of heaven. This is the wisdom of God. 
wisdom and understanding means you understand the will of God. You can see and understand the will of God. You know the will of God. And when you know the will of God, it becomes easy. When, if you do not hold on to your own will, then it is easy to follow the will of God. And what does it mean to not have the, your own will? It means you have emptied yourself. And many times, we struggle with visions, with a sense of direction. Where should we go? What should we do? And I went through that time as well. And before, before coming to church, nobody taught me that all you have to do is empty yourself and, and, and receive the will of God and follow His will and, and everything will be done. Because nobody to told me of this simple truth, I, I searched through books, I read the Bible, I found other, uh, I looked for other sources to, to, um, to satisfy my, this question within me. And many young adults have to go through this in the contemporary churches because they don't have this relationship with the Holy Spirit. They don't have the right leaders to lead them as well. But to not have one's will is not a simple matter. If you even have a sliver of your own will, then it will come in collision with the will of God. And God says, preach this week. In that moment, my will was not there. It, was not, it did not exist. I don't know how to explain it, and uh, you, you have all experienced it before, so I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. Some, and every time you follow the will of the Lord, you're building up that, that win rate. That, And because this church respects the Holy Spirit, and we know that when you, when you do not please the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit starts to take a step back. You become more keen towards following the will of the Holy Spirit. You become more sensitive to His sense of direction. And the Holy Spirit sometimes works like a like a great wave within me it pushes me it the water churns within me it's just a sensation but I'm, I'm trying to explain it in words but through this process you start to acknowledge the Holy Spirit and you respect Him and remind, I'm reminded of a doc documentary that I watched before and it's a program where they show uh, amazing things happening in the world. And there's a documentary about a witch that and it shows how much effort she puts into to remain like powerful or connected with the spirits that are controlling her. And the things that she has to do is not simple. The things that the enemy makes her do is not simple or easy. But that's how much 
She longs for that, that power. So even though that even though that witch is not serving the holy the Holy Spirit, and she still had a desire for a desire and a, and a sense of um, obedience for that spirit. But when but for us when we start to disobey um, the inspirations of the Holy Spirit, then then we will only become more and more dumb towards uh, the, the things of the Lord. So I, one day, I went to the amusement park, and there's a ride where you just go up vertically into the sky, and then you plummet in a couple of seconds. So when you when you disobey the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, as you know, He takes a step back. So even though you have had desire, you you built up your yearning within you for for years and years and years. If you do not obey Him at that instance, in that moment, then all that work that you did, all that e- well, not effort, but the desire that you had built up will will become null. And for myself in this situation, even though I've I've tried to build up that desire for the Lord and I, and I tried to follow His directions up until now, if I decided not to <clears throat> uh, to follow His instructions this time and, and volunteer to preach, I'm not sure what would have happened. And I have a daughter, and she likes candy, and she eat all the candy that people give to her, and now she has experience of eating that candy. She likes sweet candy, candies that, that that are flavorful. But if you give give her candy that is that 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 tastes like ginseng or coffee, she's not gonna like that. So what I'm trying to say is, you gotta be spiritually alert. You gotta be obedient to the Holy Spirit. And even if you stu- stumble or fall, it's okay. Just stand up again and and follow the Holy Spirit. Jesus had to, to, to minister through the presence of the Holy Spirit, but we have the indwelling Holy Spirit. So there's an imminence within us as well, alongside of the presence of God. So do not lose hope. We are new covenant beings. We, are, we have better conditions than, than Jesus. Believe that the word of the Lord and the blood of Jesus and the Holy Spirit is operating within you. So that's why with wisdom and understanding, you understand the will of God. And then counsel and, and might. You're able to see through the, 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 um, the low level tactics of the enemy. When I was in seminary school, I studied very hard. And sometimes when I'm studying, I would hear announcements. And 
that in a certain church that a business person that is very adored by the head pastor is wanting to become an ordained pastor, and so they would ask me, "Can you help him with 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 um with him being um, ordained?" And so when I heard that. Basically, he was. They were telling me to to write write his homework for him, so that he can quickly become uh, graduated and be qualified to be ordained. <laughs> and when you're in seminary school, you have to you, you learn that you have to to follow the directions of your superiors, just as if it, it was a company. So since that head pastor. Tells you to do something, you gotta do it, even though you don't think that it is right. And so I said, I'll think about it. And even without praying, you realize that this is wrong. That is wrong to cheat and to 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 hand in papers for somebody else. And so I said, I don't think that is right. But of course, Satan comes and tests you again. Suddenly, uh, one day I got a phone call again saying, "Hey, this time." So the second time that I got the phone call, that person has already graduated um, the, the 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 master of divinity, and then he's going on to get his. Uh, PhD, and in order to graduate that class, he has to write a paper, and so they are calling me to help him write this paper again for for that graduation. Do you think I did it? Of course I didn't. If I wrote that paper for him, I would have not. I would have not been here because, of course, I would be on a right on a fast train to become one of the most successful pastors of Korea. So now that I think about it, even in seminary school, I was very highly acknowledged by others. If I wrote that paper for him, I would have been sponsored, and I would. Right now, I probably probably would have been in one of the research centers, biggest Christian research theological research research centers of Korea. With, and my office would have been very high up with a great view. And I was given an offer to to follow that path. And of course, I didn't choose that path. If I chose, if I chose that path, then I would have, I would have been, I wouldn't, wouldn't have been here. I would have been going to work every morning in Seoul. But in every moment, of course, I cannot say that I I asked for the help of the Holy Spirit, but. I always wondered, is this the right thing to do? Is this the will of the Lord? I I had, I asked God, and the reason that I asked God was I always had a yearning and a passion for God, and, and I'm trying to prove that I'm not that bad of a person. 
Not, um, and I wasn't a loser either. I, had, I received a lot of offers, and many people wanted me to work for them. And I've, I've, uh, <laughs> I have, I've rejected them all to be here with you guys. So, so let's go back to the, the word of the Lord. So uh, the spirit of counsel and of might. I don't know why I'm sharing about my past. But anyways, God protected me. That's why I'm here. God protected me because my calling was to come to Zoe Ministry. And he wanted to trust the message of, of um, Jesus' son and uh, Christology to me. He wanted to give the message, uh, to, to trust the gospel of Christology to me. <clears throat> And I'm going to write all the revelations of Pastor Kim in, in, in that paper, the dynamic of the Trinity uh, and, and all that. But in order to write that down in the paper, I've got to be able to live it. I've got to embody that message first. So that's why I'm not pulling back anymore. I'm, I'm going to say amen. I'm, gonna, I'm willing to obey the, the inspirations of God and follow the will of the Lord. I want to advise you as well. I've done it many times before. For the entirety of my 20s, I, I wasn't able to do anything, even though I knocked on many doors no doors opened for me because I was following my own, uh, my own will. I barely got into college and I spent a lot of time in college because I wasn't able to graduate quite well. And all the sins that I've committed, all the, the wrong choices that I've made only became a burden for me. And only now do I realize that it is important for me to empty myself of all of my own will and to follow purely after the will of God. And the spirit of knowledge and the fear of God. First uh, Corinthians chapter 1. The Holy Spirit knows everything of, of the Lord. And that spirit came upon Jesus. And also, that same spirit has been given to us. Furthermore, God gives us the fear of, of the Lord. When you know the Lord, you start to fear the Lord because He is a fearful God. When Moses received the Ten Commandments on Mount Sinai, he was coming to the people with, holding on to these stone tablets. And all the people trembled in fear because they saw the, face, the, the, the light that was radiating from the face of Moses after he encountered God. And just by seeing that reflected light that was shining from the face of Moses, the people trembled and said to Moses, Moses, would you be uh, the intermediator between us and the Lord because we are afraid of meeting him directly? And you have to, you got to be careful within the presence of God. If you do wrong in His eyes during His, within His presence, then you will be put to death. But that was the the, the the events of the Old Testament. In the New Testament, the message itself has been the Word of God itself is has been given to us. 
So every day we got to meditate upon this fear of the Lord. And once you have the fear of the Lord, your worship will become different. Through praise and worship, through the sermon, you will receive the nourishment and the nutrients that you need in your, in your spirit. And you're, furthermore, you're filled with the joy of the Lord. And as you enjoy these, these, uh, this joy and happiness and the blessings of God, the, you would also be able to utilize the last uh, fruit of the Holy Spirit, which is self-control. You would keep yourself from, from Babylon, from sinning, from darkness. Today, Mrs. Kim uh, led uh, worship through the book of hymns. And when I, when, I, when I sing from the book of hymns, I'm reminded of, of going to prayer mountains to, to, uh, when I was younger. And the, the hymns that I listened to growing up um, that, that my parents sang, it just fills me with nostalgia and it also fills me with joy. Kids won't be able to relate that much, but because the book of him, the, the, the hymns were sang for hundreds and hundreds of years, there is that, 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 that um, rich anointing that comes from singing from the book of hymns. And look at how abundant our worship is. There are people who are testifying, people who are singing, people who are, are, are reading poetry like, like Deacon Tre today. And a poet and an author is different. A poet pours his whole being, his whole emotional spectrum into that, that piece. And it was very touching to see him melting down his whole spirit and his faith into that poem slash testimony that he shared today. If I pause for more than five seconds, then it is a huge uh, accident in the church. But I was talking about the fear of the Lord. But let's go back to um, Jesus the man. And he said we are of the same nature. And it doesn't mean that we can become prideful and proud, but rather when we know who Jesus is and when we actually realize that he was a man, then we can only become lower and lower and become more and more humble. But many people only chase after power. Even I, 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 I want power. I want things that you can see. I want things that are tangible. But, but you gotta have. You need to 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 be connected with the Holy Spirit, in in your being, and you gotta have this close fellowship with God. You gotta understand that. that the better life is to follow after the Lord, to have this intimate and close relationship with Him. And, but many Christians chase after power. There are even book series that are written in receiving power. But that's not the truth. It is, it is your being, meeting, meeting the Lord as a being. In Genesis, the first chapter uh, calls the Lord Elohim, but in Psalm chapter 2, it, it calls, refers to God as Yahweh. And Jews 
or rabbis, when they read the message, they don't say Yahweh, they say Adonai when they come to the name of God. So, in the Hebrew Bible, of course, there's, there, there are only consonants, there are no vowels. And since there are only consonants, you have to fill in the vowels yourselves. And the Jews filled in that, those vowels with, with the, thing, the vowels that they think they were right. And when you read it according to what they interpreted, is Jehovah. But, but we can only speculate to what truly was was written. Uh, what what inten- what the right pronunciation was, is either Yahweh or uh, Jehovah. But many people think that is Yahweh. But of course, you will learn all this if you go to seminary school. So if you want to learn, I guess, go to seminary school. The reason why I'm going back and forth right now is because um, I don't have any sermon notes right now. Furthermore, in verse 3, it also talks about the fear of the Lord. And he will delight in the fear of the Lord. He will not judge by what he sees with his eyes or decide by what he hears with his ears. The amazing thing is that that he will delight in the fear of God. And delight and fear shouldn't doesn't really seem uh, close. But in verse 4, but with righteousness he would judge the needy, but with justice he would give decisions for the poor uh, of the earth. When you truly have a fear of the Lord, you're not always trembling in fear before the Lord, but rather you, you, you form this closeness with God. And, and you're able to receive His love and sense the, 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 His Spirit working within you. And I also have to repent about not fearing the Lord in many situations. And even though I knew that it was not the will of the Lord, I followed after it. And all these things that I have to repent. And these are all things that we need to resolve in our relationship with the Lord during our time of personal prayer. And once you start to resolve these issues, you will realize how light and unburdened your spirit becomes. So with righteousness, he will judge the needy. With justice, he will give decisions for the poor of the earth. He will strike the earth with the rod of his mouth. And with the breath of his, breath of his lips, he will slay the wicked. So all these things are talk, uh, they're talking about what the Messiah is going to do upon this land when he comes. He's going to come with his justice and righteousness and judge the wicked. And with ver- and verse 5, righteousness will be his belt and faithfulness sash around his waist. And righteousness and faithfulness uh, are, are same in, in the Hebrew. They all, they're all talking about the truth of the Lord. <clears throat> So this message of chapter 11 was preached on Sunday last week, and I received a lot of inspirations and grace during that uh, that service. 
in in chapter eight and nine, we we saw how we we saw that we learned that we need we need to have the faith of God and not act like King Ahaz. And also, uh, we talked about the fullness of God. Pastor Kim unraveled the mystery, uh, the revelations of the fullness of God very well during this conference. We long after the fullness of the Holy Spirit, right? But for me, for me personally, even though it's probably not enough, but when I'm praying, I know that the Holy Spirit is a person. I know that he he goes through emotions. He does not like some things, and he takes a step back uh, when when he's not pleased with us. And from thence, I realized that that uh, my capacity is too narrow. It's too small. It's either filled with something where where it has holes or something. Because the Holy Spirit is a person, of course, he 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 knows of our shortcomings and our weaknesses, and he acknowledges that that we still have issues. But as I acknowledge the Holy Spirit more, He starts to show me the sandbags, the, the the mounds of dirt, trash that has built up within my cup. And since I'm a part of this church, and God has given the church His fullness, that that fullness is that same fullness also should also come into me. And I start to repent because I I ha I haven't fully allowed that fullness to come into me because of these uh, things that are built up within me. And it is something that we have to do every day: emptying ourselves, repenting, liberating our spirit. Because only with the liberated spirit can you truly follow after the will of the Lord without any obstacles and without any hesitance. And we gotta have a desire for the fullness of the Lord, the fullness of the Father, to live that life. And I really, truly hope and pray that you would all be able to achieve that uh, level. Let's pray. Let me pray. In this time, uh, you have listened to a lot of things that were spoken by this um, unqualified pastor. Uh, I spoke of many important things that we listened to during the conference, uh, acknowledging the Holy Spirit as a person, following after the Lord. Uh, having a great scale of faith and a desire for the fullness of God, but uh, pray according to your inspirations. Lord, would you come and work upon us through your message? Let the Holy Spirit work within us. For uh, with, work within us, you have called us to be your church. You have called us to be your remnant. Help us to follow that path of the remnant with with faithfulness. Do not limit any of your presence and any of your blessings in this time. Lord, we desire for you. We want to acknowledge the Holy Spirit more. We want to obey the Holy Spirit more. Help us to repent of all the times that we have caused the Holy Spirit to become, uh, to become, mm, uh, what's that called? Quiet. So Lord, would you help us to your promise of becoming holy and blameless. We want to become more, more holy. We want to become more and more blameless in your eyes. Would you let the Holy Spirit work within us? Let's pray. Let's pray, Lord. 
Lord, thank you so much for blessing us with these chains of conference. And starting tomorrow, we are going to the Young Adults Conference that would also lead into the Nicaragua and Honduras Conference. Would you bless all these conferences to be powerful? And even though the enemy has proclaimed his, his victory upon this world right now, would you raise up these young adults to uh, see the ultimate victory that you have prepared for them? Lord, upon all these upcoming conferences in the first half of this year, would you continue to pour your great presence and your glory upon these conferences? And in April, finally, all the churches of Zoe Ministry are going to gather together as one family, as one body of Christ. Would you pour that, your great power and authority upon um, that assembly? And would you lead uh, this intercession to your great victory next, next week, or oh, this week as well? We bless the offering lifted today. We praise you for blessing us with the authority over material people, uh, nature, and spirit. And we thank you for blessing this church with your riches. And we know that we are not to keep these riches, but use it to bless uh, the rest of the remnant community. Lord, would you continue to give us your material wealth so that we can maintain and manage this ministry for the remnant. Now, by the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, who is the head of the church, and through the holy love of the Father, and the indwelling, comforting, fulfilling work of the Holy Spirit, maybe upon those who are maintaining the fullness of the Holy Spirit, let it be upon their families, uh, their churches, their children, inheritance upon their businesses, upon their ministry, and the missionaries commissioned by your own church. May this blessing rest from now on until forevermore. Amen.